At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is VEASAN's Betting Across America on your Sunday afternoon for Memorial Day weekend. Hope you are enjoying the holiday. We are here in Las Vegas and Denver. There is no holiday for sports. There's no holiday for your sports betting analysis here on VEASAN. James Salinas is in Denver, Colorado. I'm here at the South Point in Las Vegas. Uh, James, we... Yesterday had a lot of NBA and NHL talk. I liked it so much. I think we're going to do it again uh, here today as, uh, again, four NBA games. We got a couple of good ones yesterday and then a couple of snoozers. But you know what? When we have ways to get our action in on those games, there's always a way to turn it into something a little more interesting than maybe what the product on the court is offering. Uh, The big game, I think, in terms of the headlines today, probably the Lakers and the Suns. Uh, Anthony Davis says... He's good to go. Uh, quick thoughts on on Lakers Suns. We're going to dive into this a little bit more as we go along, but uh, this should be the marquee game of the day. It's all about Chris Paul to me for the Suns side. I know with Anthony Davis it tweaked his knee and it, he'll be out there. How effective will he be? We'll we'll see. I think he he probably sounds he sounds like from his words he says he'll be fine and let's see it on the court. But the other piece too that we're not hearing much about is Chris Paul and he got injured in that 
game one against the Lakers, which the Suns pulled out and really rallied behind that. The crowd really pushed them through that. We saw that was really the first game where we saw a crowd really get engaged and involved with the weekend series last week. But I think Chris Paul, the leader of that team, uh, the, the catalyst for that team and the confidence of that team really with his injury, he's been out there, but really ineffective. He is clearly injured, not just hurt and big difference between playing through playing and injury. And he's injured here. And that's the unfortunate piece, not only for Chris Paul, but this Phoenix Suns team, because I think they saw, especially that second half in game three in Los Angeles, that L.A. pretty much got whatever they wanted going to the baskets in transition in the post and look like they've cemented themselves as clearly the better team. We knew that coming in, but how could the Suns compete? I think now sitting here, I I don't see much changing for Chris Paul. He's still injured, and I think it's really going to be a hindrance for the Suns to be able to get back into the series. I don't like their chances tonight. Overall, you have the three best players in this series all dealing with some form of injury, and that, to me, means that this is exclusively an in-game opportunity. Uh, Obviously, you have to see who's on the floor and how they're playing, but I probably need to see a quarter of this game before I feel like I have any feel for where it's going, and I don't want to get involved prior to that. But Lakers right now, six-and-a-half-point favorites, total 209 and a half, 3.35 Eastern start in the middle of that NBA slate today. A couple of baseball games, James, getting going here. Uh, one that I think is pretty interesting and one that, man, you got to have a real feel for it if you want to bet it and watch it. Colorado Rockies are visiting uh, Pittsburgh. Kyle Freeland uh, is a 104 dog against Young on the road. Uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time there because I think the more interesting game is the great pitching matchup in Washington between Brandon Woodruff and Max Scherzer. Uh, This game here at the South Point, sitting with a total of six. And I know you were talking on the previous show with a total of five and a half, actually bet up to six and a half. No, I'm still here at six, actually. uh, One six and a half on the board in Las Vegas. But Woodruff and Scherzer is a fantastic matchup. Absolutely. That's if you're a baseball purist, you'd love to watch start great starting pitching out there. Don't mind games that are two to one, one to nothing kind of play kind of games. That doesn't bother me at all. When you have great pitching, it's always, uh, always a, it's a rarity. I think in major league baseball. Now we're so used to seeing the balls fly out of the yard and pitchers struggle with command and, and the analytics of what has changed at the plate as far as approach goes for hitters. But here, yeah, great opportunity for both these pitchers to against relatively weak hitting line especially for the Brewers. I didn't play the game here, Adam. If I would, I'd probably stay away from the total, but Scherzer at a dollar, laying just 15 cents at home against the weak-hitting Brewers team. I think we're going to see both pitchers are going to pitch very well, but I'd be leaning towards the Nationals here at a short price with Scherzer at home. Minus 112 on Scherzer, plus 102 on Brandon Woodruff. Coming back here, uh, I mean, these have been two of the best pitchers in the National League this year. Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, and even Freddie Peralta for the Milwaukee Brewers have given them a chance every single game, even when, as you say, the Brewers have been throwing out some lineups that AAA teams would look at and say, I don't know, we think we might have a chance tonight because it's been kind of ugly as they try to find any consistency in that lineup. This is VEASAN's Betting Across America, live from the South Point in Las Vegas. I'm Adam Candy. James Salinas joins from Denver as we look through the lines, not only here in the Mecca in Las Vegas, but across the country as the spread of legal sports betting continues. Colorado is, of course, one of the hottest markets in all of the country. We'll talk to our friend Jonathan Von Tobel in just about an hour about today's game. Uh, I should say today's slate of games in the National Basketball Association. Uh, 
we know JVT has been a Hawks stan here in the first round. And, of course, me as a Knicks fan, and I kind of just have to roll with it because Atlanta is up two games to one. This game's just about to get underway. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks are four-and-a-half-point favorites over the New York Knicks. Uh, bet up to five, actually, in some spots in Las Vegas with a total of 209. That's actually been uh, catching a little bit of under money, late under money strange uh, in the NBA, but 209 here. James, uh, the Hawks have looked like the better team in this series with the exception of maybe one or two periods. Today, laying five at home. Do you think that when we see something like with the Knicks where Julius Randle has 13 field goals and 10 turnovers, in this series, we talk about regression all the time. If a team is shooting poorly, we'll regress back to the mean of where it tends to shoot. But over the course of a small sample, like three or four games, does that mean as much? Or do you look at someone like Julius Randle and say, you know what? I just don't think he has it in this series against the Hawks. Uh, to me, it's the matchup here of what McMillan has been able to do with his front line against Julius Randle. And, and Randle, to his credit, all season long has been the most consistent offensive player, the best offensive player for the New York Knicks. But now coming into a series, this is where coaching and adjustment matters. And I think we've seen the, the variety of different bodies that they've been able to throw out, the, the length, the athleticism, not so much the strength. It's not as so much that the bigs coming out for Atlanta or their or their forwards coming out really are are, very, are are muscling him around, but they're I think the the length is bothering him as well as some of the driving lanes cutting him off of where he wants to go when he's trying to throw his weight around in the paint has been troublesome for Julius Randle, and I think we're starting to see each game each you, to this point each quarter start to pull he's starting to settle he's starting to fade away more pulling out away from the basket more shooting further away a couple of, part of it is probably his frustration is only shot twenty three percent in the first three games of this series starting to step back more shots from beyond the arc as well that's really where he shouldn't be going is stepping out and shooting threes averaging six or seven shots from beyond the arc per game I think for him he's got to try to do what he can to get to the basket but more so it's been credit to McMillan and the Atlanta Hawks defense really taking him out of his comfort zone of what he wants to do around in the paint I don't know if that's really going to change here because as, as far as Randall is concerned when you start to see players stepping out and shooting away from their normal game part of its frustration the other time the other piece too gets fatigued and you start to see fatigue you start to settle for shots that aren't normally in your comfort zone because they're taking away your comfort zone he's going to have to really work hard to get his shot today I just don't see it coming from this Atlanta Hawks defense the trick for this New York Knicks team is that the number two option is R.J. Barrett and R.J. Barrett has also been taken out of this series by the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, the addition of DeAndre Hunter back into this lineup cannot be understated for the Atlanta Hawks, uh, not only at the defensive end of the floor, but he's actually been able to produce some offense for them as well. But it's strange. Uh, I saw an interesting stat last night where the Knicks are actually playing better. Taj Gibson has been one of the big factors for them. They have won the minutes when Taj Gibson plays against Clint Capella. The Hawks are plus 23 with Clint Capella on the floor and no Taj Gibson. Tom Thibodeau is relying on this Bulls reunion with Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson to try to get by. And the question, of course, is how long can you get by with that? Well, for the Knicks, they're in danger of falling down 3-1. to one. My one play for this game is I have the first half under 106 and a half. Uh, in this series, no game has landed better than 102 in the first half, and that has especially been contributed to by the New York Knicks and their offensive struggles. They've been in the mid-40s at the break 
all the way through uh, the last two games. Uh, didn't want to play full game just in case we get into a low-scoring game that ends up in overtime, but 106.5 with the way the Knicks have been shooting the ball feels like a fairly ambitious total for them to get over. That is my only way in on this one. Uh, a couple of baseball games about to get started in a minute here, James, that I know you have some plays on. I want to give people the opportunity to get in on them if they want to. Phillies and the Rays, uh, Tampa Bay, minus 136. Blue Jays and the Indians, first of a doubleheader. You got the Jays at uh, Standard Juice there. So with the Rays, I did lay it. It's up to a dollar fifty out here now. I got it at a dollar thirty-five in favor of the Rays. I know Zach Eflin for the Phillies on the mound today has been an innings eater. He's been pretty consistent for the Phillies, eating up basically six innings per game. But his home and road splits—it's uh, night and day with him pitching in Philadelphia as opposed to on the road here. His ERA at home is two and a quarter. On the road, it's basically five and a half. And he's been living up in the zone a lot as well. A lot of fly balls, and we know how. How the Rays approach. They're not afraid to strike out because they lead the all of the bigs when it comes to strikeouts. Had 14 of them yesterday. Uh, but but here, we know that they also are trying to hit the ball out of the yard. We may see a couple of those leave the yard. The Rays have been playing very well. Won 14 out of 15. So I did bet the Rays. It's betting that they make it 15 out of 16. Uh, the other game that I did play today, I did take the Toronto Blue Jays laying $1.10 at Cleveland in game one. I don't typically play the, the I've been staying away from these these double headers now that there's seven innings. It's just been something different for me to try to adjust to. But looking at the Jays here, it was more so a bet against Sam Henkes, the the um, the rookie pitcher going on for Cleveland. Cleveland as well has been their starting lineup there as far as not really being able to put a lot together offensively all season long. And then with Stripling, Stripling has been getting tagged pretty well this season, but they did make some corrections, not only with his delivery and his mechanics, but they also talked with the, the pitching coaches. We're talking with him about tipping his pitches. So they've worked on that since they did that his last start, played against that Tampa Bay Rays team and shut them out for seven innings and only allowed two hits in the process. So I think whatever they corrected, he pitched very well. I like the Toronto Blue Jays in game one rolling into this matchup here, not only based on the pitching matchup, but also here with the way that the Blue Jays can hit. I like the I favor Stripling and the Blue Jays laying just a dollar ten. Tigers going for a sweep of the New York Yankees at home as well. Marlins and the Red Sox were just about to start. Uh, they have been delayed by rain if you are looking to get involved with Boston and Miami. Of course, the game we talked about, the Hawks and the Knicks, that is just underway, is the first of four on the NBA card today. Nets taking on the Celtics. James, I did think we would be talking about a sweep here, but we're not. We're talking about the Boston Celtics having an opportunity to square up this series against the I just almost did again, calling them the New Jersey Nets. I'm definitely from the tri-state area and grew up going to watch them on the other side of the river. This has been moving up in favor of the Nets. A little zigzag for folks coming back with a minus eight sitting on the Nets right now with total of 229. We know Jason Tatum came out and put up 50, and that's pretty much what we talked about was going to be the way the Celtics were going to get a game in this series. Uh, the Nets, however... Still prohibitive favorites in the series, minus 5,000. James, are you buying the zigzag? Do the Nets come back today? I think they come back. I'm not going to lay the eight. It's sitting a yeah, number of seven and a halfs out here in favor of, of the Nets. But I'm not going to lay that number. But do they come back? Yeah, because I, I, for a couple reasons, thinking about, thinking about the Nets, it was – 
kind of really just didn't seem as engaged. And we've seen that out of out of them for a number, not just the playoffs, obviously they just started, but through the regular season, uh, just times where they just don't seem fully engaged because of their defense or lack thereof on the defensive end. And that allowed Tatum to have the big game that he did. Now, thinking about this game four here, not all of a sudden the Nets are going to find a way to start to defend, but I think they will be able to continue to score the basketball the way that they have. And really, this is a matchup that I'm looking at here. I'm not going to lay this number, but what I did, I looked at the team totals. A couple different ways I went with this game later this evening was with the Nets here. I, I've, I've already locked in with one, the only series price that I did, and I needed Jason Tatum to get that 50, and that's what I was counting on because I do have the Nets in five games plus 200. I'm not going to get any, involved, any more involved with the series or the sides here, just hoping that they win the day and close it out in game five in Brooklyn. Uh, but I am going to bet a couple props. And so one of the props, if you consider that a prop with the team total, it was sitting at 119.5 in favor of the Nets. I think they're going to be able to get whatever they want, especially on the interior with Williams being banged up. We'll see if they were already thin were the Celtics on the inside. Not sure if Williams is going to play. He's got a bad ankle. And, and what are they going to have? Tristan Thompson being able to patrol the paint today against, especially in particular, Kevin Durant, which I think he, he got the ability to score at all three levels, uh, but saw the way that that game ended and got a little testy there. I think Durant's going to be on a mission today. He already lit him up in the last game, I think for 39-40 points. Today, he's going to be able to get whatever shot he wanted. So I'm correlating the team total over 119.5 in favor of the Nets. I'm going to bet that as well as point total for Kevin Durant sitting at 28.5. It's even money. I'm going to bet that Kevin Durant has a big night tonight against Boston because they really just don't have a matchup or an answer for him on the defensive side. Well, James, I played right off you, and I have my own Kevin Durant prop in this one over two and a half three-pointers at plus 130. Kevin Durant took nine three-pointers in the last game in scoring 39 points. He gives you anywhere near that volume. Two and a half is going to be a number that he's going to cruise past. Uh, to get three on nine shots for Kevin Durant is pretty well nothing. He went four of nine from three-point range in that game, so I took him over two and a half three-pointers in large part because of the price. Uh, at plus 130, that seems like a logical number to me. Uh, my other play is on James Harden. It is a points, rebounds, assist total. And what I love about James Harden is that you have so many different ways to get to the number. 43 and a half is the number. I have it over. His total in points, rebounds, assists last game was 57. And I don't think he's going to necessarily approach that again in this game. But when you can pretty well mark down James Harden for somewhere between 8 and 10 assists and somewhere between 6 and 8 rebounds, then you know the scoring will be there as long as he has the opportunity to have the ball in his hands. And he is the de facto point guard for this team. Kyrie Irving has stepped aside in the minutes when James Harden is on the floor as the point. So I'll go over 43 and a half there with uh, James Harden. Quick update from Major League Baseball. Uh, very sorry, James. Max Scherzer has fallen behind early in this game. Avisail Garcia with a two-run home run for the Brewers out of the cleanup spot. Dead center. No cheapy there for Garcia. 2-0 Milwaukee with the lead. Knicks are up 9-6 with 7-08 remaining in period number one over the Atlanta Hawks. Other game in the NBA today is the Clippers and the Mavericks, the 4-5 in the West. Uh, Clippers, three-point favorites over the Mavericks here at the moment. And, of course, if you're thinking about betting this game, 
you have to know what the status of Luka Doncic is. Uh, you have to know whether he's able to go listed as questionable with the neck issue. You saw that it was affecting him at least visibly with pain. He was still able to perform in that game. Total sitting 221, 9.35 p.m. Eastern start. Uh, James, how long do you want to wait on this game? Do you, are you willing to play it pregame, or do you need to see how Luka is performing out there, assuming he does go? Well, thinking about the last game, I'm sure he's going to get out there to your point and the effectiveness. How is how effective is he going to be? Because everything it facilitates through him. He is their point forward, bringing the ball up, having to shoot the ball from 30 plus feet sometimes, uh, and then defer when they run folks at him. Now, thinking about the way the Clippers have defended him, continuing to just put him in ball screens and get him matched up with their bigs. I want to see what the Clippers do tonight because we really haven't seen a whole lot of change when it comes to how the Clippers have defended Luka Doncic. I think it was more so the the offense for the Clippers finally decided, yeah, and they have the ability to shoot the ball from the outside. But in that game three matchup, it was all about getting to the paint, getting to the rim, getting high percentage shots, and then being able to open up the three-point line. That's exactly what the Clippers did, especially as the game progressed. They dominated points in the paint in that game, 46-24. to 24, And I just don't trust Dallas. Donkic, whatever his status is going to be and how effective he'll be out there, it so much hinges on how he performs and the fact that he has that neck stinger, that shoulder issue. It's his shooting side, too. It's his right side. I just don't know who else is going to step up and carry the load for Dallas. It's got to be Porzingis, but is he going to be the guy to, to step in there and not just step outside and hang out on the perimeter? He's got the size advantage over any of the Clippers defenders, but he has to get physical, and that's just not in his nature to do that. He's talked about it after game three, wanting to get more involved, knows he's got to be more physical. You can say those things, Adam, but you got to perform and put it out there on the court. And for somebody like Porzingis, it's just not in his nature. I just don't see that being him being able to do that. At least he may try, but I don't see him being able to do that effectively for four quarters. I think here it's it's really Clippers or nothing for me. I, I haven't gotten involved yet, but I think that's the way I would go. It's, it's going to be the Clippers tonight. I already played the Clippers, James, uh, at three because I worked it through for myself. And even with Luka in the lineup, I felt comfortable with that number. And the only way that number moves is if Luka doesn't play or, you know, uh, somehow doesn't look himself early in the game. I think this number, you know, shifts up fairly fast. I thought that's probably the best I'm going to see on the Clippers. I took the three in large part because of what you just said, Chris Stapps Porzingis and the rest of the Dallas Mavericks. I'm fading the idea of Tim Hardaway Jr. being a 25-point-a-game scorer. I'm fading the idea of Jalen Brunson being able to keep up the level of play that he has. And I am very much fading what I've seen from Chris Stapps Porzingis because he does not look healthy. He had knee issues coming into the playoffs. He had back issues earlier in the year. They keep hanging seven and a half rebounds on Chris Stapps Porzingis, and I will keep playing it. And I did today. Now, the juice finally adjusted a little bit uh, up to minus 35. But again, that number has been so easily attained that I don't mind putting the juice in on that one because Chris Stapps Porzingis, I believe, had four rebounds in game three. I believe had three rebounds in game two. So uh, he's not playing inside. He does not look healthy. I also, as I said, laid the three with the Clippers. Uh, we'll update some series prices, talk a little bit more about the National Hockey League. We have two big game ones today, including what might be the marquee matchup in the NHL, not just in this round of the playoffs, but in the entire postseason. This is Betting Across America from Beeson. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Setting across America from Las Vegas and Denver here on VEASAN. Perhaps you're joining us via VEASAN.com. We are presented by BetMGM, and we thank you for spending part of your holiday weekend here with us getting the latest on getting ready for your betting action here on your Sunday, James. We were talking about the individual games in the NBA coming up today. Let's update the series prices in case anyone wants to play the long game here when it comes to the first round of the association Only one of these series has come off the board, um, the 76ers and the Wizards, unsurprisingly, after another convincing win for the Sixers yesterday. They're up three games to none. That one is no longer in question. 
And really, there are only four here that I think have some level of potential interest. The Knicks and Hawks will, of course, change during this game, but the Knicks were plus 240 down 2-1 in the series. Hawks minus 300 coming in today. Suns plus 475, Lakers minus 650, pretty reflective of the Chris Paul situation. Uh, Now that we are tied between the Blazers and the Nuggets, Portland minus 130, Nuggets plus 110, and the L.A. Clippers minus 115, Mavericks minus 105, with Dallas leading two games to one. James, I know that we've talked about the positions that you have with the distance on some of these series and how many games will be played. Let's assume I wiped the slate clean for you and you didn't have any investment here. Are any of these prices ones that would intrigue you right now to, today? Thinking about, let's let's jump to Denver and Portland. Now, now I do have the Portland to win in six at, uh, was it 410 plus 420? It's plus $4 roughly. But if we didn't have that, thinking about how that game went yesterday for the Nuggets, you know, that game three win that the that the Nuggets had in Portland, and really it was the Austin Rivers show in the fourth quarter. Well, that didn't play out so well yesterday, not only for Austin Rivers, but for any of the Nuggets players yesterday, and in particular Jokic. And Jokic was due for a game where he didn't go and just light it up for 30-plus points. He had plenty of open looks, as he normally does, but was just one of those nights where it was just off and, you know, expended a lot of energy in that game three win. That's where I'm going here. I'm wondering about this next series or this next game, game five for the Nuggets. Uh, there was some issues going on in that locker room with coach Michael Malone and a couple players in particular with Michael Porter Jr., who was really not engaged at all in that game and only took three shots. He's not a good ball handler. And I think that's where Portland, the one adjustment we've seen through through the last couple games against Porter Jr. was as make him put it on the floor. Make him to make don't let him catch and shoot. He's got a great ability. He's got a great touch, long length. He can get up and over anybody, but he can't put the ball on the on the deck and beat you off the dribble. And that's what we're seeing out of Portland. They're sticking closer to him out on the perimeter, not having bad closeouts and allowing him to get good looks. So I think here looking game five is going to be pivotal. So if I was going to go in this series, I can see Portland going in to win game five here just based on some of the issues that are going on. Not only the backcourt for the Nuggets and you know, Faku and, and Capazzo, as well as Austin Rivers, are going to take you so far. Those guys are very hungry. They're very competitive. They're happy. They're, they're really excited to be where they're at and played well so far, especially Rivers in game three. I just don't know how sustainable that is. So if I was going to bet a price, I'd be looking for a better price rather than laying points here because I think if Portland does win game five in Denver, I can't see Denver going to game six and, and winning and sending it back to a game seven. So it might be the Blazers. Now it's down to two and a quarter for the Blazers to close out in six games. Quite honestly, a disinterested Nuggets team uh, last night. You watch that first half especially. They were missing some of the easier shots you'll see. Uh, the Blazers clearly shifted and basically said, Faku, you want to shoot? Take it. And they were not guarding him at all. It was five on four uh, at the defensive end. And so the Blazers are not a good defensive team. And for the Nuggets to go under 100 against that Blazers team, shows you just how poorly they played. James, Damian Lillard had one made field goal in that game. If you go up to Michael Malone before the game and say, hey, you're going to hold Dame Lillard to one of 10. He's saying, cool, we're going home with a chance to close this series out. And yet the Nuggets got blown off the floor, a team that looked so good in game two and game three. Um, this was the kind of Nuggets performance that we usually get 
when you see them kind of like mid-season against a bad team and they play down to their level of competition and you have, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen Michael Malone give that speech where he talks about, well, we played soft, we didn't play up to the level of the competition. Um, yeah, I'd be looking at the Blazers and that minus 130. I'd also be looking at the Clippers, quite honestly, at minus 115. I wasn't believing it before the last game. I thought that the Mavericks had this thing under control, but you show me an injured Luka Doncic and I'll show you a Mavericks team that does not have a great chance to keep moving along the national hockey league when we return on vsons betting across america on the sports betting network Feature on VEASAN.com. Every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. Check this info daily. Find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find a betting edge. Of course, we have all the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. Start your next sports bet at VEASAN.com. VEASAN and VEASAN.com, of course, where you can find this show, Betting Across America, here from the South Point in Las Vegas, as well as from Denver, Colorado. I'm Adam Candy, joined by James Salinas. Quick updates from uh, the NBA, 22 all between the Knicks and the Hawks as we head toward the end of period number one. Tigers grab a two to nothing lead over the New York Yankees against Michael King in the first inning. And the Red Sox and the Marlins had been delayed. That game is officially rained out with no makeup game announced. James, the NHL rolls on today with a couple of game ones in the second round of the playoffs. And you have three of the most likely cup contenders on the ice today. And I'm probably shortchanging the Hurricanes a little bit, even in saying that. But the 5 o'clock Eastern game, the Lightning at the Hurricanes. Uh, this game is basically even on both sides, minus 110, five and a half. Not a lot of juice uh, on that either. You get a Tampa Bay team that is quite name brand, has the additions of Stamkos and Kucherov back into the lineup. Vasilevsky playing well enough, not fantastic. Carolina, a team that really dominated play against Nashville. Only games that it lost in the series were both in double overtime. Uh, Tampa, Carolina, any interest for you in this game before we talk about the West Coast matchup with the Golden Knights and the Avalanche? Yeah, I'm not going to play the game. I really haven't been playing a lot of games. I've just done a lot of different series prices and with the NHL, kind of doing that with the NBA as well. So I did play the series for the Lightning to win in six games, plus 450, as well as to win in seven games, plus 500. Then I also played the series to go six games, plus 200, and go seven games or go over six and a half games, which plus two and a quarter. Just trying to find, figuring that now we're getting into the second round. These, these series are your these teams are getting obviously you're getting better because you're moving on and you're advancing and thinking about the lightning it's just hard for me when we've seen a team with as much talent as they have as well as the fact that you know you're this defending Stanley Cup champions and that's that there's a certain aura a certain confidence that that brings with you into in, into any series and into any matchup that you're going to play you know I think 
backing into the playoffs in a sense where they were resting certain players needing to get healthy. You, got, you mentioned a couple players coming back on the ice for Tampa. I feel like it's so hard for me to get in front and bet against a, a, a championship caliber team that has been there and done that before because I think the mindset when you have been the champion, in this case the defending Stanley Cup champion, Lightning, that's just something that plays into your psyche as the series progresses and continues that you're not going to, if things don't go your way in a game or two here, you're not going to lose sight of the fact that you've been there and done that before. And I think it just breeds such confidence within that locker room for those players, knowing that they can turn it on when they need to turn it on at a championship level. That's where I'm going. So I'm not going to bet the first game here and maybe I can get a better price continuing to, to continuing that route, depending on what happens here in game one. But it also feels like both these teams skate very fast. and feels like even though you talked about Vasilevsky there in goal for Tampa has played relatively well, just feels like there's going to be opportunities not only in this game but plenty of games throughout this series we're going to see we're going to see that lamp lit up pretty well carolina hurricanes in the first round uh course four were the third best team in the league only pittsburgh and colorado were better in terms of driving play the avalanche series favorites of minus 200 plus 165 coming back on the golden knights pretty much where we are for this game as well here james uh the avalanche for my money are the best team in hockey however uh, the Golden Knights aren't far behind, and it'll, it'll be interesting to see how this one moves today because, of course, you've got a bunch of people here in Vegas who want to bet on the Golden Knights, and we've seen that actually happen. I'm already seeing it here with this game tonight where the Avalanche are down to minus 175, Golden Knights plus 155 with a total of 5.5 here at the South Point. But uh, the hometown Avalanche, are you in on this young group? The only thing I've done, same series price here. I think this will be a series that's going to go deep as well, betting against the fact that it'll go five games and squeezing out some kind of profit here. So I bet will the series go six games plus 210 and then go over six and a half games plus 225. So I'll get back plus, you know, whether it's a dollar ten or a dollar and a quarter back on my side if it does go beyond five games. Now, picking a side or picking where to go with this series, I'd be more so inclined to start digging into, well, maybe where were the these correct series results play out and I'm looking to try to get big prices when I do these kind of plays and in this sense here yeah I haven't backed either side because I think it is going to be a long series and a competitive series and a great series that's going to be exciting hockey to watch but looking here maybe you can find if, if you're leaning one way or the other and if I was leaning Golden Knights I usually don't like to take a road team that if it goes seven games to have to close out a series and win on the road in this case here if it's the Knights getting a plus price to close to win the series rather than trying to fight it here at plus 140 plus 150 whatever that number might be to win the series outright I'd be looking more so thinking it's going to be a longer series for the Knights if they do win it to close out at home in game six right there Knights to win four to two which would be closing out there in your place in Las Vegas it's plus 650 haven't done that yet but I may take a little piece of that as well because I really just don't know where to go so I'd look for trying to plus prices and for some bang for my buck when I'm betting hockey I think I might actually wait before I play Golden Knights uh I'm interested at plus 160 but if Colorado wins game one I have a feeling that price is going to inflate to somewhere around 250 275 and get better value on it and I don't think losing game one takes the Golden Knights out of this series at all look keep in mind in the regular season these two teams finished with the exact same amount of points 
the only reason the Avalanche have the number one seed throughout the playoffs and the Golden Knights are going on the road in game one, the Avalanche had more regulation wins when these two teams got together. In fact, it came down to a game in the last week of the regular season that went 1-1 into the third period, and Colorado got a late goal against the Golden Knights. That was what ended up sealing up the President's Trophy for them. They are not a significantly better team than the Golden Knights. They are a better team than the Golden Knights. Uh, no one has a line to rival what Ranton and McKinnon and Landeskog throw out there, and their defense core is definitely better than the Golden Knights. But Marc-Andre Fleury is absolutely a guy who has the potential to be an equalizer in this series. And so it's not so, so much about the fact that I think the Golden Knights are going to win this series, but at plus 160, even if you wanted to play that today, I wouldn't have any problem with that because I don't think there's that big a difference between these two teams. But Colorado, clearly a favorite in some way in this series. Still have a Game 7 to talk about between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens, as well as the Bruins and the Islanders. We'll get those when we come back, update what's going on in the association as well. Beeson's Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM, live from Las Vegas and Denver. You are tuned in on the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so, I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join the sports betting excitement with BetMGM, and you can win $100 for a $1 wager on the Lakers or Suns. And if either team hits a three, you win. Just use bonus code VSIN100. Get in the ring, the king of sportsbooks, so you can turn game time to showtime. Simply download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details. Use promo code VSIN100. It's a new customer offer, paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan dissociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, call or text the red line 800-889-9789. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Thanks for joining us here on Betting Across America from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, Las Vegas and Denver, your two locations, Adam Candy and James Salinas, your two hosts. Let's update you on what's happening in the National Basketball Association as the Knicks and the Hawks are squaring off in the first of four games today. Has not been the highest scoring game uh, thus far, James, and I don't mind seeing that for even a moment as... Uh, I have a first half under on this game. Nine minutes remaining in the second quarter. Hawks 34, Knicks 32. Atlanta has warmed up a little bit here in the last couple of minutes. Atlanta is still a five-and-a-half-point favorite, pretty much where it went off pregame. 209-and-a-half, still tracking exactly with what the pregame total was uh, in this contest. Uh, we were talking some hockey before we headed out to our last break, and we had a couple more series to touch on including Game 7 in the Montreal and Toronto series. Look, I'm going I'm to run through this one fairly quickly because I have a strong feeling on this game, and it's based on the value. Montreal at Toronto, if you watched the last two games of this series, you basically saw the Montreal Canadiens dominate most of the regulation play, have one terrible stretch in the third quarter, uh, third period, I should say, give up a couple of goals, end up in overtime, and then win the game in overtime. Uh, this has been a Canadiens team that has finally found some offense, especially on the power play. The Maple Leafs do not look up to the moment. They dominated play in the overtime, then gave up a terrible turnover uh, in their own zone. Uh, Kakaniemi comes up with the goal. Montreal should not be catching plus 190 here, uh, and you can find that price anywhere between 180 190, but that's Far, far too much with the way these teams have played. They're basically even in Corsi 4. I know the Maple Leafs overall are the better offensive team, 
But just in terms of you look at two teams and you say, does this price fit? And with the way the Canadians have played in this series, no, it doesn't fit at all. Also, five and a half under juiced to minus 35. Uh, it's under or bust here for me because these teams know each other. Uh, this series went into, I should say, this game went into the third period last time out with no score. Uh, you still ended up staying under, even with the scoring flurry in the third period. So 7 to 5 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Canadians and Maple Leafs. Uh, James, one more series price. The Islanders and Boston. Bruins get off to a good start winning game one in the series. That, of course, moves them out to much bigger favorites. Minus 450 Isles plus one. I should say plus 333. Uh, did you play Bruins Islanders before the series? Are you interested in these prices now? I did the same thing, six and seven games, figuring this is going to be a, a deeper series beyond five games in either team, each team. And in this case, here betting on the Islanders to win two of the games in this series. That's where I'm. That's where I stand here, plus two ten, and then plus two fifty for it to go to seven games. I think also looking at the the all you know the correct series price when it comes to closing out the series. The Bruins are sitting plus three twenty five at six games and plus five hundred at seven games. I think I'll probably get involved there too. And, you know. For for the Islanders, I think that's clearly the 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 Bruins were the better team last night and were able to to really continue through three periods to just rattle off shot and be able to get better looks. Especially that first line is so dominant for the Bruins. But I, I think here I, I'll I'll wait to see what happens in Game Two if I'm looking for the Bruins for those bigger series prices because I think the other part when the Islanders do go home and they go back to Nassau, I've talked about it being a hundred percent capacity. I know the players or the fans aren't on the ice, but it does give the home team a lift. And in this case here, that is a rocking building for the Islanders when they're playing at home. They played very well at home all season long during the regular season. Now you're going to fill that place up and have it at full capacity in Nassau. That's going to be a rocking place. So I'll see where we go. I'm, I'm committed with the six games and the seven games theory for the plus money here. But I think as far as the Bruins are concerned, maybe the, the numbers are pretty juicy here at six and seven games to close it out. Maybe I'll get involved after game two. But right now, I think that's where I'm going to stay. Our resident Bostonian behind the glass, Steph Kamershack, has asked very nicely for a Bruins Golden Knights final to be able to see a little Stanley Cup final hockey here in Las Vegas and certainly not out of the question uh, for the Bruins and the Golden Knights to reach that phase. Well, James, we have... I love this. I love this. I love this NFL Coach of the Year kind of talk because we can talk about NFL in all sorts of different ways, right? And talk about how the teams are going to finish in division, talk about odds for conference for Super Bowl. Uh, but this one is fun for me because we're talking not only about achievement, but we're talking a little bit about how people think, right? How the media thinks, who we think has an interesting narrative, who we think might have a story behind them. Uh, in this game, we can only pick three of these bets for NFL Coach of the Year. Now, I see by looking at our sheet uh, that you, sir, might be a little rules optional on this one I, you have four in a game where we're only allowed to pick three um but because i like your three and they match up perfectly with mine i'm gonna allow it you, the rules of the game have been bent you can have four uh go ahead and give me your first guy who do you like for nfl coach of the year i'll start with kyle shanahan with san francisco sitting at 16 to 1 i think he's he he's collectively especially well, obviously on the off offensive side he is to me the the epitome of what I want to see from an offensive coordinator in this case the head coach for the San Francisco 49ers they know what the we know what the identity of that team is now 
last year, throw last year out because of the injuries right off the bat for that team, both offensively and defensively to so many key starters really affected their, their ability to compete for the entire season ended up six and 10. They get to play a last place schedule this year and they are not a last place team by any means. It was just the injuries were so impactful last year to this team. And I think now at the quarterback position, that's the biggest question mark. What is Garoppolo? What are you going to get out of Garoppolo? Does, does all the, the, everything that happened with the draft and moving up in the draft to get Lance at the quarterback position, the future quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Is that light a fire under Garoppolo? Ultimately, not sure from collectively where his head is going to be, but Shanahan is going to put Garoppolo in the best position to be successful as the quarterback for that team. And when they were healthy a couple of years back, took him all the way to the Super Bowl. And if he makes one throw and it doesn't overthrow Emmanuel Sanders by about 50 yards, that is the San Francisco winning that Super Bowl two years ago over the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm going to start there with Kyle Shanahan because I think San Francisco is poised to have a great season this year and Kyle Shanahan sitting at 16-1 to as coach of the year will be a big part of it. I can't add anything to that. Kyle Shanahan, I think, is going to be the coach of the year, but we have three names we can pick. Uh, Sean McDermott for the Buffalo Bills. This team has not reached its ceiling yet, and they are now clearly the class of the AFC East. Josh Allen might even have one more step to take in his progression. It's not a guarantee that he moves up this year. He could just as easily go back to the guy that he was a couple of years ago, minus the accuracy plus the arm. But Sean McDermott and the Buffalo Bills are lined up to win 13 games this year. And I think that when it comes down to it, this could be the type of award where Sean McDermott gets rewarded for the overall improvement of the Buffalo Bills over the last two or three seasons. They might not take a quantum leap forward, but would it surprise me if the Buffalo Bills ended up with the best record in the AFC in the regular season? No, not at all. I mean, Kansas City is obviously the favorite to do that, but the Buffalo Bills are poised to be in that spot. So I'll take Sean McDermott at 18 to 1 there. And I see you have Frank Reich at 18 to 1. Our time's running a little thin in this segment. I see you also have Ron Rivera down there at 30 to 1, as do I. And uh, I talked a little bit yesterday about what I think is the potential for this Washington football team. I think Ron Revere sitting at 30 to one. Now he's won it twice in the past. I don't, I don't know if, if we are talking about voters and their aptitude to, because he's won it twice. Does that mean that they would shy away since he's had it multiple times in his career of there at Carolina. But I think for Ron Rivera, just what he was able to do last year, talk about dysfunction and needing to a culture change. It was the Washington football team franchise, not just the team, not just in the locker room. That whole franchise has just been a mess since a certain owner took over a couple decades ago. What a job by Rivera to completely change the culture and the expectation when it comes to what it looks like to be a professional and accountability. And he is is not afraid to call people out as well as hold himself accountable. I think that's the first part when we talk about leadership is it comes down to accountability and can you hold yourself accountable? And Ron Rivera is such a, a terrific leader in my mind and brings that attitude and really changed the culture and cleaned up so much of the dysfunction of the Washington football team franchise last year. Now they get to plug in. I love the defensive side for Washington, like the offensive line as well. And now you're going to plug in Fitzpatrick in there at the quarterback 
quarterback position. We know he's a, he's a gambler. He's a gunslinger. He's not afraid to take chances. He is the complete opposite of Alex Smith, who is the check down Charlie throughout his career. There's some talent at the wideout position for Washington as well. So I'm interested to see players like McLaren getting involved and being able to, to run all of his routes because Fitzpatrick is not afraid to sling the football. I like Washington to win the division in the, a, in the NFC East. They have the first place schedule here, but I like the transition of what Rivera was able to accomplish last year. And I look for a great season out of the Washington football team come 2021. 100% with you. And the thing when I talk about narrative for awards is that Ron Rivera beating cancer and coming back from what he has is going to have the sentiment on his side. If the Washington football team wins that division, if they look good with Ryan Fitzpatrick in there, I think Ron Rivera is going to get a huge push and deservedly so, uh, not just because of that story, but because of how much that football team has improved since he's gotten there. Betting Across America rolls on here in a moment. Jonathan Von Tobel is going to join us to talk about the National Basketball Association here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.